Welcome to Wildly Tarot, a weekly tarot podcast offering messages, medicine, and magic for the people. Hello, friends. Wildly here of Wild Vampire. Hmm. Just give it a moment to see if anyone wants to jump on here with us for this weekly Moonday Live. I am arriving here today. Hi, Melanie. Nice to see you. I'm arriving here today on a spontaneous retreat. Uh, as some of you might know, I've been really, really sick the last three and a half weeks with COVID and just recognized that I needed some deep rest. And so I reached out to one of my best friends. She gave me the use of her Airbnb for a few days so I could go to some hot springs. And I'm feeling rejuvenation slowly start to come back in my body. And this is sort of fueling my curiosity for this live today. I really am curious and I would love to have a conversation with you on what we do, how we support ourselves when we are in an ebb in our lives, right? Part of part of the domestication process that happens to all of us in this culture is that we have all been really succinctly trained to operate under the guise of empire, of capitalism, of expansion. In fact, I would go so far as to say our culture is addicted to expansion. It is the framework and basis of capitalism and our culture at this time is to extract, to get big, to take. It is idolized in our culture and it is, it is what the basis of success and being successful is weighted against this idea of always bigger, better, faster, more. And that leaves no space for the ebb, for the contraction, for the magnetic or the yin principle, when we are constantly always expanding, always in output mode. It doesn't leave us any space or opportunity for that inward expression to go into the ebb, to be in the darkness. And I've really been sitting with that in this last three and a half weeks of being so ill. And in fact, I've made a few posts about it. And ironically, I lost the most followers that I have lost in the whole whatever five years I've been doing this business. And that really brought up some curiosity for me around how intolerant our culture is 
when it comes to the ebb, how intolerant we are around allowing people their humanity, allowing people to be in the ebb, allowing rest, allowing humans to be messy. We're not given much space in this culture for those things to be. So just side note, if you are inspired or follow someone and you feel turned off if they get sick or have a death or something vulnerable comes up, that's something to be really curious about, right? Like, should we really be inspired by people that hold an element of perfectionism or who are putting forth an experience of constant expansion without having that contraction or that ebb to balance out the humanity of their experience? Because it's just not true. It's not true and it's not possible to always be in expansion. That is a piece of the domestication process that has been gifted to us and it is not actually true. It's not actually the way the world works. Just as there is always night today, just as there is always the tide coming into the beach and then the riptide pulling the water back. Just as the moon goes through her cycles every 28-ish days, we are cyclical beings as well. Whether we prefer it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we want to believe that about ourselves or not, it's true. We are cyclical beings. Our lives move in cycles, just like the seasons. And my curiosity right now resides in this place of giving as much attention and consciousness to those ebb periods in our lives as much as we do to the times when we are in flow. Like this feels really granular to me and as though there is there's a key code in there. There's a lesson here that I'm I'm working on personally and I'm inviting into the field between us here. What happens in our own personal evolution, in our expansion journey when we can allow an equal amount of space and respect to the ebb times in our lives? even if they don't feel as good as the expansion times, even if we have a mental resistance to them because we have been trained so consistently to not respect the ebb. What happens in our own personal empowerment work and our liberation work when we allow the space to be with it and find the lessons, to find the gold, to find the treasure in those times. 
is it possible to come to a place inside ourselves where we actually love the ebbs as much as the times when we are in flow? This is where my curiosity is sitting in this now moment. And I'm not going to lie, I haven't figured it all out. I'm still working on this too. But the more I lean in and stop resisting what is, the more I allow myself to be comfortable in the discomfort of that ebb, I find that most of the discomfort, it's all up here. Most of the suffering that I have had in the last few weeks has been mental. I mean, yes, there's been a lot of physical issues. COVID is no joke. And definitely I was the sickest I've ever been in this body thus far. But that there, the physical discomfort only goes so far. What I was the most suffering the most suffering I can attribute to was the mental discomfort of my body not working the way I preferred, of my inability to be productive, of my general loss and humbling of what I have taken to be my norm, my energetic output, my ability to show up and get shit done. And you know, as an entrepreneur, I have a lot of shit that I got to do, right? I've got clients, I've got content, I've got writing, I've got all the things just like you. We all have our work that we do. But it was very fascinating to watch my mind unravel when I was in a very lengthy space in which I had no control. I had to simply be with my body in her illness, in her discomfort. And I, I didn't have the energy to push through the way I might have in a previous version of myself. And I like to think that I have evolved enough to really rest and appreciate rest. I do. I work on it really, really consistently. And yet still, to see what arose in my mind, to recognize, oh, I have so many more layers of my own domestication to unravel. This is lifelong work. And I'm unwilling to shame myself or mm, talk negatively to myself anymore as I move through this work. And so I'm, I'm inviting in this week for all of us, the curiosity. How do we respond when we are in the ebb, when we are in that contraction time in our lives? I know for myself mentally, I've discovered in this last moon cycle that I have a propensity to language it as after every expansion, there is a contraction. And that my mind had a mental blockage around that word contraction. My mind, my brain has a negative definition around the word contraction. 
it's so curious and interesting how language truly affects the way we feel about certain inalienable human experiences. And they are what they are. And how we speak about them in our mind dictates how we feel about them. And so when I first think about the word contraction, my first thought is like having a baby, the contraction, there's pain involved, there's constriction, there's mm, discomfort. That's where my mind immediately goes. And yet when I really sit with the ebb as I have in these last three and a half weeks, I, I prefer the concept of contraction as simply a pulling in, pulling in and down, a magnetism, an invitation into the void. I've started thinking about the contraction as like a riptide in the ocean. The expansion is this huge, beautiful wave that goes all the way up to the beach. And then the contraction or the ebb is just that riptide that pulls that water back in and down. It truly is an opportunity to go deeper and get to know ourselves more intimately. To get to understand ourselves more poignantly. It's actually not negative at all. When we can create that spaciousness and that distance from the language and from our preconceived notions of these words and simply allow what is to be without that mental lens of suffering and judgment, then we can just be in it. And it may not be what we prefer. It may not be the most comfortable, but it is. It is. And so as part of my liberation work, as part of the liberation work I offer my clients, as part of the liberation I'm inviting you into this week, happy dark moon, by the way, we could seed the field here with this curiosity of how do we tend ourselves during these ebb times? How do we tend ourselves during the dark times in our lives? They're here, whether we prefer them. They're happening even if we resist them. They are inevitable, just like night is inevitable after the day just as we are cyclical beings, just as the seasons are always turning. What does it feel like to stop resisting them and instead lean further in, begin to unravel why they make us uncomfortable in the first place, begin to ask questions and get curious what happens to our sense of self and our overall sense of life enjoyment when we can find our feet in these darker times in our lives 
and just allow discomfort to be discomfort without the added suffering of the mental resistance that we have been gifted from our culture that seems to think life should be tidy and polite and predictable. And that if we are not tidy and polite and predictable, that something must be wrong. What if nothing's wrong? What if nothing's wrong and we're just uncomfortable? What if there's nothing wrong with having the contraction because it's just the opposite side of the spectrum? What if energy is just moving back and forth along this spectrum between magnetic and electric and it's just pulsing the way our heart beats, the way our lungs expand and contract, the way the moon goes through her cycles? And what if it all offers us medicine? if we can get out of our own way and allow the medicine to be present for us. Let's see here. Melanie says, the irony of how people follow you to get through their dark places but may not be curious how you navigate yours. Yes, especially publicly, right? The irony of that. Yeah, it was... I won't lie, I had some feelings for like a hot minute. You know, I had 24 people unfollow me after one post in which I admitted to my messy chaos after three weeks of COVID. Like within two hours, 24 people. And I thought, whoa, what just happened? I'm just being a human being and that's not tolerable in this internet landscape and it's fine. I got over it, you know, it's no big deal, whatever. But it really triggered some curiosity for me of how, how we seek inspiration and we seek support and we seek guidance and a map. But if you're following people who don't also have contractions and shadows and downtime, then you're not following people who are being wholly honest. And I'm not suggesting that everyone needs to get on the internet and share every thing that's going on with them. Like, no judgments, no shame. We all get to do whatever we're going to do on these internet spaces. But if that's what you as a human being are searching for is perfectionism, even in your healing journey or perfectionism in the people who hold you through your healing journey. I invite you to get curious about that. I invite you to get really curious about why that might be triggering to consider someone who supports you is also a human being. Let's see here. Hanali says, oh, so interesting how people seem to react and not respond or take the time to sit with the discomfort before clicking the unfollow button. Yeah, it truly is. 
It truly is about learning how to sit in our own discomfort. This comes up a lot for me with my clients. We don't have a large space within ourselves to sit with the discomfort before reacting. And it's fun. This is how this is how we've been taught. We haven't been gifted classes in emotional intelligence or nonviolent communication. The majority of us are operating from systems that were taught to us from our families of origin, and they may or may not have been the most skillful people. It's not a problem. Like most of us are showing up with a, a relative baseline of this is new. This is new territory that we're stepping into. And I feel so grateful that I've been on this journey for the last 13 years and that I have the space in my mind to think differently and to behave differently. So there's there's no shame. There's no shame. There's no judgment. And yeah, that lack of tolerance or even being curious about why discomfort is coming up for them. I've seen this also in my in my romantic partnership. Uh, we've had multiple conversations. Uh, he has also gone through some dark times this year. And it has felt so good to be able to have conversations around how uncomfortable it is to watch your beloved go through a hard time. And at least for him, how mentally immediately he wants to solve the problem or he wants to pretend it's not as um, not as difficult or not as dark as it might actually be for me. And learning how to lean into those times individually and with one another and accepting that it is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to be ill, to be suffering. It's uncomfortable to watch our loved ones go through it. It is uncomfortable to be a fucking human is the truth of it. That's what it boils down to at the end of the day. It is uncomfortable to be human. And we live in a world that has trained us to only seek comfort, to only seek expansion, and to be repulsed by anything that doesn't fit into those parameters of perfectionism. It's what we've all received. And so here at Dark Moon, I'm feeling my energy start to wane, so I'm going to begin to wrap this up. But here at Dark Moon, I'm inviting in for myself, and I'm inviting in for each one of you this opportunity, this moon cycle, to explore your own internal discomfort. And for me, in my journaling in these last few weeks, I've really been exploring my brain's operating definition of weakness and of success and of um, being productive, aging, 
These are all topics that have come up for me in the last few weeks. And so I invite you as well, this moon cycle, to come with me on this journey to explore what makes you feel uncomfortable and why. Instead of just saying, ooh, I'm uncomfortable, let's shut the door, let's unfollow, let's distract, let's numb out, let's tune out, let's run away. What would it look like if instead we all started to lean in just a little bit and explore why these things make us feel uncomfortable? Because here's the truth. The world is uncomfortable and it's getting more so every day. And it feels as though if we want our species to survive, if we want our great, great, great grandchildren to have a planet that's habitable and beautiful and lush and biodiverse, it's gonna require all of us getting a little more comfortable with discomfort. It's gonna require all of us letting go of our entitlement to things being perfect and easeful in commercialized ways and stepping further in to things being a little less homogenized and civilized. If that is what we choose as a culture, if we do want the next seven generations to thrive and have a place to be. It will depend on all of us now taking the time to do this work so that we have the resilience and the capacity to be with the changes that are coming and learn how to navigate them and work through them to the best of our ability. Hmm. That feels like the transmission that I have for you today, my friends. Thank you so, so much for joining me, for being present, for adding to the conversation. I truly, I truly appreciate and love each and every one of you. Thank you so, so much. And I will be putting out the Moon Day message a little later today. And I will be back again at noon PST next Monday. Again, happy dark moon. Please do yourself a favor and take some time to be with the darkness today, to seed the field with your intentions for this moon cycle. It feels like a really, really magnetic one. I can feel it pulling me in and pulling me down. And that's a good thing. It's a really good thing. We're stepping into this month with solstice later on in June. So take the time. Give yourself the gift of at least 15 minutes today to really explore what is present for you and what you would like to open up into. It will serve you well. So thank you again so, so much. I will see you next week. Take good care and 
take good care of yourself. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to Wildly Tarot. If you are curious about me and my work, please visit my website at wildlytarot.com. You can also find me on all your favorite social media spaces at Wildly Tarot. I offer a variety of magical services, including one-on-one sessions, if you feel called to work with me. Also, if these messages serve you, please consider leaving me a review. Five stars and some honest words help others to find these messages to support them. It also really encourages me to continue offering this free content. Thank you so much for being part of the Joywork Collective.